The Starrett family's life forever changes when a man named Shane rides out of the great glowing west and up to their farm in 1889. Young Bob Starrett is entranced by this stoic stranger who brings a new energy to his family. Shane stays on as a farmhand, but his past remains a mystery. Many folks in their small Wyoming valley are suspicious of Shane and make it known that he is not welcome. But dangerous as Shane may seem, he is a staunch friend to the Starrett's. And when a powerful neighboring rancher tries to drive them out of their homestead, Shane becomes entangled in the deadly feud. Welcome to Treat Yourself, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Emma. I'm Christina. And I'm Hannah. And today we will be discussing Jack Schaefer's 1949 classic western, Shane. So to start off, we will be giving our non-spoiler reviews of the book, what we all thought of the book. Christina, what did you think of Shane? Okay, so let me just start off with a, a confession. This is my first western that I've read, that I remember, like... Yeah, maybe I read a Western in school. like Or Upright Women Wanted. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Um, <laughs> I'm really dead. Okay, let me rephrase that. Christina, I was, about to say, I was about to say that this is only the second Western <laughs> I've read, meaning I was only counting the one that I read so that I could possibly, like, recommend it and then this one i completely forgot about upright women wanted oh too. <laughs> my gosh okay let me rephrase this this is my first classic western <laughs> yes that i've ever read and i like am not particularly drawn drawn to the genre so like i haven't actually like watched too many westerns as well like i've watched a few and I like the ones that I watched. Um, and I did enjoy this book as well. And also, I watched the movie after I read the book. So I have comments wow. on that. I did oh fall God. asleep before the ending. So I missed the last like 20 minutes of the movie. But I'm gonna go back and rewatch it today. It's because I watched it last night before recording. <laughs> haven't seen the movie wait oh, you no. haven't seen the movie your chance emma you've seen no. the movie right i've seen the movie several times okay okay because i have a i have a couple funny comments that i need to address with you <laughs> about the movie yes <laughs> hannah will drop out and we will have a movie discussion yeah. oh, no. over this episode <laughs> i'm so curious oh my but god yes i did enjoy the book i thought it was funny and there were like a lot of i have a lot of questions about some of the undertones and what the messages were and like what the purpose of this book was but we can get to that in the spoiler discussion i'm sure hannah picked up on those two based on her face right now <laughs> just can we guess what hannah liked about the book yeah i can imagine a few of the lines and scenes that she wrote down right now <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then can we can we go on to Hannah? What did you think of the book? <laughs> yes, okay. I really, really loved this book, and 
At first, I was going to say that I'm pretty sure I loved it for a subtext that I could have created myself, <laughs> but it sounds like other people might be picking up on it, too. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would have picked up on it, except you kept telling me, like, you kept texting me, this book is so cute. <laughs> So I'm, I was getting super prepared to, like, make my argument of, like, let's analyze this line and what subtext do you get from it. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm pretty sure the way that I read this book is the correct way to read this book. <laughs> and I will make that argument It's at least throughout. two against one at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, what I truly loved about this book was the relationships. I mean, you have Marion and Shane, you have Joe and Shane, you have Bobby Boy and Shane, and it was just perfect. I also think that having the story be from the perspective of young Bobby was really great. Like, especially as it added this element of seeing the events from a child's perspective. So we missed a lot of the conversations or encounters that happened between the adults, and even the encounters that we did see were seen through the eyes of Bobby, who didn't understand what was being said or, like, what was being left unsaid. Mm-hmm. He said that a lot. He's like, I didn't understand <laughs> yes. that. Yeah, he's like, I'm not sure what's going on. So I think these relationships and this perspective took what is a pretty standard Western story of, like, gunslinger uh, comes to town, helps with problem, and also just the classic, like, ranchers versus homesteaders which is Mm -hmm. like all of this is just very rote like western um and i feel like those like relationships and perspectives really elevated it to this whole nother level that i just really enjoyed it was cute it was sweet it was funny i loved it i wish things had gone differently but i loved it (laughs) it ended okay it ended in a true western style i mean come on yes I I do think this book, I feel like this has happened in other books I've read, but I can't remember. But you talk about um, Bob being, it's from his perspective. And I feel like there are some times where books are from a first person's perspective. And then they tell, they narrate events that they didn't actually see. And it's like, mm. I don't understand. But I feel like this book did it well. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, so-and-so ran into our house and told us what happened. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. so yes, I enjoyed the book as well. I'm going to try very hard not to just compare it to the movie during the whole episode. Although now I know Christina's seen the movie, so that'll we'll try and save that for the end. <laughs> yes. It's going to be really hard not to talk about it during certain scenes, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, is very good. I think Hannah sort of said this as well, but I think I liked the writing style more than I liked the actual story because the story was so just average, but Mm. there were just certain paragraphs where I'm like, whoa, that was a crazy way to phrase that. Mm -hmm. And it's really compelling writing. I didn't really like the characterization of the mom in the book. Yeah. I think it's done better in the movie. Um, but I liked the characterization of Shane in the book possibly more than I liked it in the movie. Uh, but yeah. we'll we'll save that save that for the end. Yeah. So it's it's a solid read. It's a good western. I did enjoy it a lot. And now that we've got that out of the way, we can get into our spoiler discussion. Mm-hmm. So if you have not read the book, go watch the movie and then you'll basically <laughs> know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's start 
It starts. Shane rides in. Yes. Bob is sitting, looking out on the valley. Uh, so, okay, there's there's the family. There's, okay, in the movie, the... <laughs> They, like, cut out the vowels of the last name. They're, like, the Start family. <laughs> yeah. That's how everyone says it. But, uh, so, I've been going with Starrett. Mm-hmm. So, the Starrett family, it's Joe, Marion, and their son, Robert, who they call Bob. Yeah, okay, so, first of all, this line kills me. They're like, Robert, that's no name for a kid. We go, we call him Bob. And I'm like, Bob, that's no name <laughs> for a kid. old man. <laughs> <laughs> you're right <laughs> so the whole time they're like hey bob i'm <laughs> like that's just uh, comical from the start uh <laughs> um, that's why they change it to joey in the movie yes and then it's joey in the movie and i'm like okay well that's a child's name yeah mm-hmm. so i will try not to call him joey during our discussion but anyway bob <laughs> is looking out on the valley and he sees a rider coming up dressed all in black this is like hannah's type right here <laughs> dark mysterious yes. with a nice cloth <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just wants to to water his horse and get some water and mm-hmm. um, he he just kind of washes up and is about to leave but then Joe, the father, is like, no, you're staying for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Immediately invites him in. I also like, before that, this is the tiniest detail, and you can probably cut this out. He, like, Shane goes over and snaps one of the petunias, like, so that he can, yes. <laughs> like, yes, put it in his hat, in his hat. Which was cute, but I was also like, I... I I was pretty sure he didn't know these people, but, but that felt like something you would do with people that you knew. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Instead of going into somebody's garden and stealing yeah. their flowers. <laughs> yeah. But but no, no, he was a stranger, so he just wanted a petunia in his hat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's Shane for you. Yeah. But yeah, so he he stays for dinner and they're all trying to like get him to talk about himself, but he's just like, My name's Shane. Don't know if that's his first name or his last name. He's just got one name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we get a little hint at at the plot overall, because dad Joe is explaining like, oh, there's open range. Fletcher is the big rancher. He doesn't like the homesteaders, especially because the homesteaders are blocking his range off from the water. It's a problem, but we won't get to that problem till later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First, there's a big stump in their yard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I wrote down Pa's nemesis is a stump. This, and I was like, Hannah, that is very important. <laughs> but before the stump, we get to the next morning and the flannel cake scene. It's so damn cute. Oh my god. So so I feel like every morning Bob wakes up late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I woke up late. It's like it seems like you wake up at the same time every day, because you are always waking up late. Yeah. But he wakes up late and he's like, oh no, Shane's probably gone by now. So he rushes out into the kitchen, but he's just there eating this giant stack of pancakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not only is he eating this giant stack of pancakes, but he's also describing for Marion all of, like, the latest hat styles. Yes, because that's what she said before. She's like, I bet you notice the hats of the ladies in mm-hmm. the big cities. I yes. need you to tell me. 
Oh my god. Yeah, so he's doing that. He's telling all about the hats. And then Joe is like, well, let me show you my Alf Alpha. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, is this code for something? Is he going to like take him outside? And are we going to like get like, okay, Shane, this is what we need your help with already? Or does he just actually want to show him his Alf Alpha? He just wanted to show him his farm and his Alf Alpha. <laughs> You're just like, oh, oh I need god. to tell you something away from the women folk. But no. He's <laughs> like, look what I'm doing. <laughs> so cute. So proud. And, and he shows him the stump and he's like, mm, this stump. I've been working on it forever and it just will not come out. Yep. Yeah, he, he says, I've been feuding with this thing so long. I've worked up a spot of affection for it. It's tough. I can admire toughness. The right kind. <laughs> Uh, but then we have the Jake Ledyard scene, yeah, the- where this the peddler shows up, mm-hmm. Ledyard, and he's like, "Hey, Joe, I got that cultivator you wanted. It'll only cost you one hundred ten dollars." And Shane's like, "Um, it costs sixty dollars in Cheyenne," <laughs> and Ledyard gets super mad. And yeah, there's like a lot of staring at each other. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and eventually Joe's like, I will pay you $80 for it since you did haul it here for me. And so he gets his cultivator. The cultivator's never used in the book, but he gets one. Yes. <laughs> and you you see you see a bit of like, oh, what's Shane all about, you know? Like mm-hmm. he wasn't really like gonna hurt this guy, but I don't know. He's a little threatening. Right. Mm -hmm. But then the stump. The stump. Shane starts to attack the stump. (laughs) Yes. A man has to pay his debts. I wrote that down too. (laughs) It seemed important, but I was like, I don't understand. I'm like, Bob, I'm like, I don't understand. Because Bob is like, you don't have to pay us back for the meal. And Joe's like, no, that's not what he means, son. Oh my gosh. What does he mean? (laughs) Yeah, what kind of debts does he owe Joe? I I don't know, I guess because now Ledyard is like, oh, I hate Joe. I yeah, I don't know. Like, if anything, Joe kind of owes Shane for getting him that deal. <laughs> right. I, I feel like it's just that Joe is so quick to believe Shane and take Shane in. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't question it for a second when Shane was like, yeah, no, that's not. I don't know why, but it's cute. Right. Like, it is. Maybe Shane is just used to everyone thinking him shady right off the bat, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Joe's just completely enamored off the bat. He very much is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Ledyard is saying. He's like, you trust this guy over me? And he's like, um, yes. I mean, I'm definitely going to trust the guy that's saying the lower price, obviously. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Shane starts to attack the stump. And then Pa, I wrote Pa in my notes. Joe uh, gets the axe and attacks the stump as well. So then... They're just going back and forth. 
Yeah, it's an all-day affair. It's a two-chapter affair. It is yes. a two-chapter affair. <laughs> it happens over two chapters. So there's a scene where the mom gets upset because she's like, look, I made my hat like the ones like the ladies in the city. And Joe's like, that's dumb. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then she changes her hat back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is vying for attention during this whole stump ordeal. <laughs> Like, she makes an apple pie, her pie gets burnt, she throws a hissy fit. Yeah, I know, I was just like, the mom was losing me, because she... She's all excited about making the pie, she she burns the pie because she has to go see the stump finally get Get removed. removed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, you made me burn my pie, I'm going to make another pie while you're all eating dinner. And make a big show Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, none of your silly man foolishness is going to stop me, mm-hmm. is what she said. <laughs> but don't worry, she makes the pie and they eat it. That's the best bit of stump I ever tasted, is what they said. And then they like all laugh at the end of the chapter. They're like, oh, ha, ha. <laughs> like, you know, we had our stump, you had your pie. It's the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we both conquered, conquered demons today. Exactly. We've all bonded now. <laughs> it's a good day all around. Right. <laughs> Except you completely made up your demon. <laughs> also, that stump might have been nice. Like, it was big enough to be a table. That's they true. They used it to eat their lunch on. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was very nicely placed. Uh, but anyway, uh, Bob oversleeps again. <laughs> He's once again afraid that Shane already left. Oh my god. Uh, but he's there, eating breakfast, and and then Joe is like, Shane, are you running away from anything? And Shane's like, no. Not what you mean by running away. Mm-hmm. And Joe's like, that's good enough for me, you want to work for us? Yeah. <laughs> Shane is hired! <laughs> He's hired to work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Joe's previous employee was roughed up by Fletcher's men, and so he he ran away. So Joe's telling Shane this. He's like, yeah, this is what happened to my previous guy, but that totally won't happen to you because Shane is the best. Yeah. Yeah, so then Shane starts working the farm, although Bob says only he was not a farmer. And never really could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although he's really good at being a farmer. That's what kind of he was saying there. He's like, he does work right. well, but he's just not a farmer deep down. And then Bob yeah, also he- asks his dad if he could beat Shane in a fight. <laughs> and, and, and Joe gives the proper response. I'd hate to try it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a little kid thing to ask, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you beat up Shane? <laughs> but yeah, Shane also changes the seating arrangements at mealtime so know. that he has the clear view yeah. of the door. Inadvertently, though, it's yeah. the head of the table. Yeah, yeah. it's dad's seat. Yeah. Ooh. And Joe, like, you know, he kind of pauses for a second and then he's just like, eh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you kind of skipped over the first bit of subtext, though. That I thought you were going to mention. And that's after they cut down the stump. They don't they like stare off into the sunset and like, you know, have this like really bonded moment together. That sounds right. They they do. (laughs) 
In come on, Hannah. I so don't many, know if I'm they sorry. hold hands, but like Bob says something like they could have held hands or something like that in that moment. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> I know. I I I think it took me a little bit before I started really writing down all of the subtext that I was getting, but then okay. there was a lot. But that was like the first obvious and one. And it was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Hannah was just like, oh, this follows with westerns and yeah. books from the time period. Okay, yeah. I was wondering, <laughs> I was like... they overcome a challenge. <laughs> oh, a challenge. And they have bonded as men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Also, Bob notices that Shane does not carry a gun. Yes. No gun. So then one day Bob just like rifles through Shane's things and it's like, oh, his gun is in his saddle roll. Yeah. Bob's Mm. really intuitive, but also really snoopy. (laughs) (laughs) If he wasn't, we wouldn't get this book. (laughs) I know, right? No, but he makes like a huge deal about the gun. And he's like, you're going to go to town without a gun? Like, he tells his dad, he tells his mom, he's like, what do you think about him going to town without a gun? What do you think about him going to town without a gun? Like, mm-hmm. it's a huge deal. Well, yeah, because even, even Pa's got a gun. <laughs> Hannah's got me saying Pa, because that was never said I know, in the I'm book. so sorry. That's what <laughs> I, I wrote like, down. I, I shouldn't <laughs> have done father, that. Joe. I shouldn't have done that in my notes. <laughs> even Joe's got a gun. Yeah. Even Joe... Although Joe is like, because like he, the descriptions of the two characters. So Shane is like lean, mm-hmm. gunfighter type, but then Pa's kind of like stockier, very strong. He's always described as very strong and sturdy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and and Joe tells tells his son, don't get don't get to liking Shane too much. Mm-hmm. You know why, Hannah? Because he's fiddle footed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I will say in the next chapter, and I can't remember if this was in reference to like the corral, um, because Shane works on the corral and making it bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was, and this was like the first real big subtext (laughs) that wasn't even necessarily subtext. It was just right there um, (laughs) about Joe, where it was like, he was pleased as could be because he was scowling at Shane the way he did at me when he was tickled silly over something I had done and did not want to let on that he was. What? It's so cute because he Pa or Joe or whatever is like scowling at Shane, but yeah. in the way that he usually does at Bobby when Bobby's done something where it's like that's silly and I should be cracking a smile, but I'm gonna scowl at you anyway, and that's what he's doing at Shane. Mm-hmm. Kind of flirty. They're in love. <laughs> okay. They're they're all in love. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Shane is definitely in love with both Marion and Joe. Yes. Yes. For sure. Um, <laughs> they should have just all been together. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were. I mean, and that's why Bob I, was like, something's going on here that's adult that I don't understand, but something's going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Shane does spend a lot of time with them. because So, like, the summer goes by. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so now we're going to fall. Summer of love. <laughs> I suppose I think so. that was the happiest summer of my life, is what Bob said. He did say that. <laughs> well, hopefully not love for him. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's unclear how old this kid is. I mean, his name is Bob, so he could be anywhere from 10 to 45. (laughs) Uh, Sure. Uh, But so Bob gets an old gun to use as a toy gun. Mm -hmm. Because why not? And then Shane like catches him playing with the gun and and gives a whole speech about guns to, to Bob. Mm-hmm. And Bob is like, oh, Shane, how do you shoot the gun? And so then Shane takes the gun and his right hand closed around the grip. And you knew at once it was doing what it had been created for. Yep. <laughs> Shooting people. Yep. And then what happens to Shane, Hannah? <laughs> In my notes, I wrote, oh, no, Shane's dissociating. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, like, because he's, he's just like staring off. Yeah, he basically gets stuck in a flashback that we do not get any insight to because mm. it's from Bob's point of view. But yeah, he 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 comes back. He tells Bob, "A gun is as good and as bad as the man who carries it." Yup. Eek. And that's the famous gun scene that is word for word in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Fletcher is back. I wrote that too. Fletcher is back! And then I was like, wait, where did he go? So (laughs) Fletcher was in Washington because he's like, I need to get the contract for the beef to sell to the Sioux Reservation. Mm -hmm. Big contract. And now I'm going to put all the pressure on the homesteaders. There's no sheriff in the town where they are. And the nearest marshal is a hundred miles away. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and even if there was a sheriff, he would be in the pocket of Fletcher. So mm-hmm. it's probably better that there is no sheriff. So we got a we got our first homesteader meeting, I believe. And all the homesteaders mm-hmm. have names. I didn't write any of them down. I didn't write anybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's so many. Yes. Also, all of Fletcher's men have names. I did not write them down either, but Mm-mm. it's not important. Anyway. Th- Something the Red. Yeah, like Red Marlin. Yes, Red yeah. Marlin is one of them. He has red hair. That's all I remember. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Joe is like the leader of the homesteaders. Everybody looks at him and they're just talking about what Fletcher. That Fletcher is back. That's it. That's Fletcher's week. back and that'll probably try to start something. Mm-hmm. With Joe and with Shane and possibly like beat him up like his old hand was beaten up. Yes. And are they in Wyoming? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. I don't know if they, I, they might have said that in like the first sentence of the book, but the whole time they just say the valley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our yeah. valley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then they need to go to town, Joe and Shane, to fix... They called it, like, tongs that are used to haul hay. Anyway, their tongs are broken, and they need to go to town, and Joe's like, I'm gonna go to town. And she's like, no, I'm gonna go to town. (laughs) We'll both go to town, and then Bob will just tag along, and we'll be okay with it, even though he's a kid. Well, yeah, Bob hides in the wagon, and then Shane just, like, pulls him up out of it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, sit up front, Bobby boy. (laughs) Yeah. But there was a cowboy who was watching as they rode off, and then he went on his way. Wow. Ooh. So they, they drop off the tongs to get fixed, and then there's Grafton's store slash saloon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. attached saloon, and so Shane goes to get a drink. Why not? But then we get Fletcher's most important man, Chris. 
You can tell he's the most yes. important because I wrote his name down. Yes. Well, it starts off with two cowboys. Yes. There's Chris, and then there's the other one who takes a look at Shane and then is like, nope, I'm out of here, and leaves. <laughs> yeah, but only Bob sees that happen. Shane doesn't know that there was other another man about to enter yeah. the bar who then was too afraid to. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so Shane's just drinking, and Chris insults him by calling him a farmer, and that he thought farmers only drank something as strong as soda pop. Or yeah. no stronger than soda pop. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So that's their big insult. They're like, soda pop. And then they call them pigs. <laughs> yes. They're like, everyone, look at the pigs. Oink, oink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the most juvenile <sighs> It really insult. is. Oh my gosh. I'm like, what is happening here? Like, order your soda pop <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> Ugh, it smells like pigs in here. Like, get out yeah. of here, people. <laughs> but, well, so then Shane is like, I'll show you. I will order a soda pop. <laughs> and so so Shane does get a little offended by the pig comment. Because <laughs> I guess we did know that Shane, like, he was cleaning himself in the first scene of the book. So maybe he is very self-conscious about his smell. <laughs> maybe. I was so, like, honestly, was so confused by the pig comment. I was like, are they pig farmers? Or, like, I like I, I was like, why are they calling them pigs? <laughs> I don't even know. I was just so confused. <laughs> but they just were, like, because they think they're dirty. Because <laughs> they're just like, you smell. You yeah, smell like a pig. Exactly. Ooh, you are a pig. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so stupid. <laughs> I wish I could go into that movie and insult them back for them. <laughs> uh, um, so Shane leaves leaves the store, and he he gives the sh- soda pop to Bob, and that's that's basically the end of the the famous soda pop scene. It's so famous uh-huh. that I was telling Hannah about it. I was like, the scene hasn't happened yet. It happens in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then I read like the next page. I'm like, oh, it happened. I spoiled the scene for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> poor hannah yep but the yeah there were a couple lines of like in reference to shane he wasn't afraid of chris he was afraid of himself yeah. and then why should a man be smashed because he has courage and does what he's told mm. in reference to chris <sighs> i mean problems in the valley yeah but not really because they're just just the most mm-hmm. childish childish insults yeah my, my next note was the rancher's plan is to just be little bullies <laughs> right and it works yep i can smell them yeah <laughs> like, so chris goes around telling everyone like this guy backed down from me he smells like a pig and he likes soda pop yep mm-hmm. and so then we have to have another homesteader meeting because this is mm-hmm. a crisis now oh my god but, well, yeah, they're like, this guy Shane that you hired is such a coward. He's making us look bad. And Shane gets upset, not because he's being insulted, but he's like, they're insulting Joe. Yes. How dare they insult his love? <laughs> mm-hmm. His man. Yeah, I mean, really. So Shane rides away back to Grafton's mm-hmm. saloon. Mm-hmm. And he gets two bottles of soda pop this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he goes up to Chris and he gives it to Chris. He's like, yes. you bought me a drink last time. 
here's a drink for you. <laughs> and he he is trying. He's like, I, I'm not trying to start a fight. I'm really not. I'm trying to like blow this over. Like, ha ha, mm-hmm. it's a funny joke. I'm in on the joke. But then Chris just throws the bottle at him. Uh, so Shane slaps him. <laughs> well. And I think he's still like trying to give him like a chance to like step down. Yeah. And then Chris doesn't take it. And so then Shane breaks his arm. Yeah. <laughs> big, big fight. Chris gets clobbered. Okay, Mm -hmm. the way that Shane slaps him, though, is amazing. (laughs) The way that it was written, wasn't it like, slap, 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 slap? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) it was like the sound of a gunshot or something. (laughs) I listened to the audiobook, so I don't have the line written down. But oh, that was one of the things I was going to ask you was um, if your version had swear words, and by swear words I mean like hell or damn, because I did like a blended of the audiobook and an ebook, and in the ebook it would say heck, and then in the audiobook it would say hell, and I was like, what's going oh, on? Shoot. I didn't so I curious. not look out for that at all. So I don't think I would have paid attention. Yeah. So it, from my my <laughs> I have no idea. My little bit of research, it seems that Shane came out in 1949 and then a subsequent edition was edited for school use cuz you know we can't have this profanity mm-hmm. for our 7th graders. We can keep jackasses in, but we can't have damn or hell. Jackass is not a swear word. It is a noun. <laughs> it's an animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, I I wasn't paying attention, so I don't... I would have just been like, oh, normal words, or, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, That that's just because I was following along with the ebook and the audiobook at the same yeah. time. was the only reason that I realized that. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so he beats up Chris, but then he, like, gets really sad and sort of, like places him on the table and tends to his wounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hannah, do you have emotions about that? I just... <sighs> Shane... I don't know if he, like, sees himself in Chris, but, like, he definitely has an affinity for Chris where he's like, it's just this dumb kid who's, like, brave and doing what he's told, and, like, if he just is set on the right path he can do better for himself. Mm-hmm. I feel like he sees, like, he's going down a path that he shouldn't be going down. Maybe I can stop him. Yeah, I mean, he even says that, right? Like, he's not bad, he's just young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But he has someone get him medical help before he leaves and make sure he's squared away. Yeah. So, Shane has changed. He's not the farmer the good family member that they had. And then he's talking to Bob and he's like trying to justify himself to Bob. And he's like, I like tried not to. Yeah. I tried so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't you understand, Bob? And Bob's like, no, but I'm going to say yes because it's what you want to hear. Yeah. 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 Ugh, poor Bob. Doesn't understand anything. Always wakes up late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get your life together, Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we have the Marion 
and Shane conversation. Mm-hmm. So Marion is like, Shane, I want to talk to you now that Joe isn't here. I forget why Joe isn't there. He's somewhere. And I don't, this conversation's weird. I don't know. It's just like, hey, take care of Fletcher. We don't want to lose our place. That would really make Joe sad. Yeah, she's <laughs> basically like, Joe's worked so hard to give all this to me. And like, I really want to have all this for Bob when he grows up. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a selfish conversation. Like, I thought the way the conversation was set up, I thought it was going to be more like, hey, thank you for everything that you've done for us. And like mm-hmm. a more thankful conversation. But it was more <laughs> like... keep doing stuff for us. Yeah. But it was more like, right. hey, yeah, keep doing. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing or do else. What, do, mm-hmm. do what you're doing so Joe doesn't have to do it and then get killed. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because, like, we got a good thing going on here, and you're making it better. But it's like, what? why does he owe you all this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so did this conversation happen before or after the conversation with Joe and Marion, where Joe is like, women never do understand these things. And then she's like, I don't mean what, like, or no, yeah, I don't know what you, hmm. Now I'm not sure who was talking to who. who. Sorry. Because the line is, I don't mean what you've done to Chris. I mean what you've done to Shane. Was that her conversation with Shane or was that with Joe? That That's, was, that's with Joe. Where okay, okay, that's when I... So, yeah. So, they're, after Shane comes back from the fight, Marion is like, you changed him because you made him fight. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just skipped over Marion's okay, scenes. Okay, sorry. I was really confused where we were and I was trying to find my place in my notes and... I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So well, I think I've, we've, cause we've, we've passed that. So I apologize. We're, we're at I'm the so end sorry. of chapter eight. No, uh, it, it's my okay. fault for cutting Marion out of my summary of the book because I'm like, mm-hmm. this isn't important. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm back with you. All right. We're ready for chapter nine. The big mm-hmm. fight. Ooh. But first the teacher needs to talk to Bob's parents. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so Bobby, he's like, I wasn't good at book learning. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Poor Bob. Uh, the the teacher is the daughter of the general store owner. So mm-hmm. she lives in the same place as the general store slash saloon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, every Saturday evening they go to the go to town. But yeah, now they have double reason because they're like, okay, we're gonna go talk to your teacher. You just hang out in the store, and so Shane goes back into that saloon. Mm-hmm. He's addicted <laughs> to soda <laughs> to pop. Soda pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and Bob sees all all the people, all of Fletcher's men about to mm-hmm. storm in, and he runs in. Just Shane, watch out! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Shane's like, "Would you have me run?" <laughs> no, Bob would not yes. want that. And and the the Fletcher's men tell tell Shane, "We're going to ride you out of this valley on a rail, Shane. We're oh, going to God. rough you." and ride you out and you'll stay out eek (laughs) fight ensues everyone fighting Shane 
The only thing I wrote. And Shane does pretty well for he a does while. Really well, and Shane yeah. low blows a guy is what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this needs to happen more. Like fights are always like, ooh, we have to be honorable, but it's like that's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Fight for your life. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Plus, like in movies, they always show low blows and stuff like that. Why can't they write it into books more often? I don't. Yeah, but the, but like when they do show it in movies, it's always like, oh, how dare you do that? Yeah, it's or like, comical. They're trying to kill me. Yeah. So everybody's getting up on chain, but then Joe comes in to the Strongman rescue. Joe. Yeah. yeah, he comes in after Shane gets like a hit on the head with a bottle. Oh, yeah, so yeah, Shane is like Shane. Shane is now not doing as well as he was before. Yeah, yes. every everybody's overcome Shane's mm-hmm. amazing fighting prowess. But Joe comes in and throws a guy over the bar, and <laughs> he's so mad. He has to come and defend his love, and he does. <gasps> <laughs> They're a team. They are. So yeah, um, they they manage the fight well enough. Shane's really hurt though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I guess the fight is over unless anybody else has anything to say about the fight. No, just like the dude who hit Shane with the bottle is is still left, and Joe is gonna go after it. But Shane is like laughing and is like, uh 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 uh, that one's for me. <laughs> um, and so then they all have. So then Paul like tries to send, or sorry, Joe tries to send Marion away. Um, and she's like, no. So then they all just stand and watch as Shane knocks out uh, the guy who who had hit him on the head with the bottle. And then we get a very cute scene next. Okay, so, well, before what Hannah wants to talk about, (laughs) Mr. Grafton is like, I'm gonna put the damages on Fletcher's bill. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Joe's like, no, don't you dare do that. I will (laughs) pay everything. But, so, the town, who isn't necessarily homesteaders, they're just people... They're, this kind of gets them behind the homesteaders. They're like, all the the ranchers just, or just the one rancher, the rancher's men just all ganged up on this one guy. That's not okay. We are more behind you guys now. But yeah, you want to talk about the next part, Hannah? <laughs> well, yeah, because I feel like while all this is happening, Joe is picking up Shane and carrying him out. And there's a line of, he looked down at Shane and the pride was plain busting out no. of him. And <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he loves so, yeah, him. Then take him home and Marion is trying to patch him up and Shane's like no bandage. Yeah, <laughs> the air is all I need. Best bandage. I'm like that's not medicine. Yeah. Okay, and then this is where Marion says, "Did ever a woman have two such men?" And I'm like, "Yes, yeah. girl. All of you need to be together." Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I know. I realized, like, Marion's kind of like turned on by the fight. She's just ah. like, "Wow, you two are so great. You're so strong." And then she gets overwhelmed and starts crying. She's just like, "Oh my god, too much emotion in one day." I know. Well, yeah, and then like Shane is. I I don't know if he's like off or if he's like asleep 
from his injuries or whatever. And then we have Joe being all like, I'm man enough to know a better when his trail meets mine. Whatever happens will be all right. Basically being like, Marion, it's cool. I see what's going on here. And I'm like, no, you don't. All three of you love each other. You should all three be together. Don't (laughs) step aside. Join in. But so I, I, I really like, I do, I do think the book was trying to set up that Marion is attracted to Shane, which mm-hmm. which I didn't like. I didn't like that at all. But it's mostly set up through the father's eyes of saying, you're totally attracted to Shane. And it's more just him projecting his own feelings of Shane onto her. Just like, why wouldn't you be attracted to Shane? I'm attracted to Shane. Mm-hmm. He's this amazing man. Everybody's attracted to Shane. Yeah. <laughs> but no, all three of them just need to get their heads out of their butts and get together. There you go. Because <laughs> they, lo- they all love each other. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> okay. They're better well, as a team. They are, mm-hmm. they are a good team. Although Marion needs some help. Marion needs a little bit of help. She needs a little help managing her her anger, I think, and her resentment. Because yeah. that apple pie incident cannot happen again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad it was not in the movie because it would have been really awkward. No, instead, mm-hmm. she makes two amazing-looking apple pies and is like, here, eat a quarter of the pie. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you know what? She doesn't throw a fit. <laughs> and yeah. everyone is just as happy. So Fletcher leaves again. Mm-hmm. I, but then he comes back. I didn't write anything in between him leaving and coming Yeah, back. all I wrote is that, like, everybody is very cautious. And then the quotation, when things are quiet, you've got to be most careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He comes back. With a hired gun, who, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you wrote this down, Hannah, he was a dude about his clothes. (laughs) I didn't write that down. Okay, I thought I heard that, but I was not sure if I heard that. I was like, a dude about his clothes? like Yeah, so a a dude is what they called an Easterner. Or so he's kind of a dandy-ish. He's he's a well-dressed man. His name is Stark Wilson. Mm-hmm. And one of the homesteaders rushes to Joe. Not rushes to Joe, actually. He just no, he ca- doesn't no, rush. I take that back. He does quite the opposite. He just comes to Joe one day to tell him, hey, Fletcher's back and he's got this guy with him. And Shane is like, wait a minute. When did they get back? And he's like, oh, <laughs> last, last night. night. And Shane is just, like, furious, just about to storm out. And he's- well, yeah, because he's like, wait, we need to figure out which person, which home center is the easiest to rile up. Mm-hmm. We need to get them. We need to all get together. Like, this is not going to be good. And then it's not. And it's not, because the, the home center who tells him this news is like, oh, these two already went to town. Guess what? They're the two with the shortest tempers. <laughs> And then five seconds later, somebody comes in and is like, yeah, Ernie has been shot and killed. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wilson very easily provoked him into a gunfight, which he very easily won against the homesteader. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, yeah. So Fletcher's got one man down and mm-hmm. it's not looking good. 
Yeah, and Marion and Joe are talking again, showing how much they love Shane. Because that's the one thing I can't stand, Marion. What we're doing to him, what happens to me, doesn't matter too much. Should we uh, let him lose just because of us? And Marion's like, yeah, what we've built is important. That's what I told you to do. <laughs> Alright, uh, so Ernie's funeral happens off screen because mm-hmm. Bob did not go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Joe does. All all the homesteaders and plenty of the townsfolk because as we know the town is behind the homesteaders now. But then Fletcher visits their home. Mm-hmm. But he does something unexpected. He asks Joe to be his foreman. What? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll give you a job. And you can still live here, more or less. And I'll give Shane a job. Yeah. He could be the trail boss. Mm. But everyone else will have to go. Mm-hmm. And Joe won't accept. He says no. <laughs> then he also refuses $1,000. I know, what a fool. <laughs> Which is like a million mm-hmm. trillion dollars today. <laughs> Did you look that up? Yep, <laughs> I did. That's the precise amount. <laughs> I looked it up precisely. <laughs> uh, so so Wilson is also there, and he's like, "Oh, now it's time to provoke." Now that mm-hmm. now that the offer was refused, so you wouldn't like someone else to be enjoying this place of yours, and that woman there in the window. Oh my God! Okay. Yeah. yeah okay so yeah so it's i forgot about so that. yeah so he's provoking really both of them but like joe is the one who starts to like take a step forward and then like shane stops him and like gets in front of him and then like they both it's it's so cute because then later they're like angry at each other for almost getting shot and provoked yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then marion's like i can be angry too yeah. Yes. She's God. like, I'm angry at both of you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I can stand to be insulted. Probably better than both of you who got upset over the pig comments earlier. Okay, but <laughs> yeah. hey, remember Marion when someone insulted your hat? Mm. But that was her husband. That's different. That is a little bit different. You've made yourself well, your pretty. Your husband is like, oh, your hat is dumb. Okay, the, that's true. That's true. That's fair. Like, I'm that's trying fair. to look nice for you. And you don't even care. Now I'm going to go burn an apple pie. Yeah. Okay. I get that. But yeah, again, this was just another scene where I was like, all three of these people love each other so much because Shane's angry that Joe almost got shot. Joe's angry that Shane almost got shot. Marion's angry that they both almost got shot. And mm-hmm. they all just need to be together. <laughs> they are together, Hannah. They are. Secretly. All right, well... We're we're getting towards the conclusion. The last couple of chapters are all sort of the big finale, mm-hmm. where Joe is like, "I gotta go confront Fletcher tonight." Yeah, and he's glad his family is in capable hands. Yeah, meaning Shane's. <gasps> yeah, he's just like, "This is this will be." And Shane okay. is not okay with that because he loves all of these people, and he's just like, "That's not okay." And he is desperate with an inner torment. <laughs> so yeah, Shane is. He's really thinking, and he's like, I know what I have to do. And he gets his clothes back on, he gets his gun on. Belt and holster and gun. These were not things he was wearing or carrying. They were part of him. Part of the man. 
of the full sum of the integrate force that was Shane. Mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah, I, backing up a tiny bit, like when Joe was saying all of his stuff, like, you know, like, I'm going to have to go in and it's going to be me and like Shane's going to be here. And then he's talking to Marion and he's like, I'm counting on you, Marion, to help him win again. So like, you know, be on the straight and narrow yeah. um, again after this, which is, uh, uh but yeah. Shane, like you said, he gets all ready, he gets his stuff, and Joe is not having it. He doesn't want to let Shane go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and um, Shane says, I've had fun being a farmer. You've shown me a new meaning in the word. I'm proud that for a while, maybe I qualified. Mm-hmm. And then he buffaloes Joe. <laughs> oh, he smacks him, smacks him in the head with his gun. But Marion's really happy about it. She's like, this is what I wanted when I had that conversation with you earlier. Yes. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and then Shane's very sweet again, thinking of Joe, saying, tell him no man need be ashamed of being beat by Shane. (laughs) Yeah! And and Bob, like, even comments, he's like, it was kind of weird that he referred to himself as Shane. Yes. (laughs) And then, okay, then this is when Marion is like, are you doing this just for me? And Shane says, no, Marion, could I separate you in my mind and afterwards be a man? No, because you three are together. Okay. <laughs> they are, Emma. Well, not anymore, because Shane is riding off, and Bob is like, uh, I gotta follow. Mm-hmm. And oh, then he trips. It <laughs> <laughs> is sneaking. Yeah. He thinks he's being sneaky, and, like, he thinks he's found a spot where he can, like, watch Shane, and he thought Shane had, like, already gone by, but he hadn't, and so... <laughs> so then Shane is like, Bob... Bob, Bob, Bob. And he's like, Bob, you got a good thing going here. Look at this valley. It's amazing. Treasure it. Mm-hmm. And Bob is like, oh, I do. And then Shane goes again. And Bob immediately follows, because why not? Mm-hmm. He like did uh, not get the point of what uh, Shane was just saying. Well, he never understands anything. That's one of his character traits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, so Shane goes to the saloon, because it's the only place in town, I guess. It really is. And he wants, he wants to see Fletcher. Where's Fletcher? But Wilson's there. and is Yeah, there. Wilson and Chris. <laughs> yes. Don't worry, Chris. Chris is there. Arm and sling. <laughs> <laughs> the big confrontation. The Wilson-Shane confrontation. And Shane tells Wilson, your killing days are done. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and they are. Shane. Mm-hmm. They are, yeah. Shane kills Wilson. He does. Well, first he just shoots him in his... I mean, I guess he uses both arms, but he shoots him in, in the arm that came up with the gun. Yeah. And then Wilson brings up his second gun. Yes. And Shane is like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah, I have to kill you now. Yes. But Shane is also hit. Shane is also hit. Mm-hmm. In the gut. Not a good uh, Most likely death. Yeah. <laughs> Not looking promising. And so, yeah. So then Fletcher emerges. He's he's on the second floor. He's on the balcony. And Shane whips around. Super cool. Doesn't even have to aim super well. Mm-hmm. He was telling Bob how to aim earlier. He's like, just point at them. 
And Bob's like, that's exactly what he did. He just pointed <laughs> and shot Fletcher. And now Fletcher is dead. Woo! <laughs> Hooray. But yeah, except now Shane is just, I'll be riding on now. Yeah. And yeah, Bobby runs up to him. Bobby just like wants all of this reassurance that like Shane would have easily won. Like, yeah. had he been in practice. And yeah, so Shane... Shane tells Bob, a man is what he is, Bob, and there's no breaking the mold. I tried that, and I've lost. There's no going back from a killing, Bob. Right or wrong, the brand sticks, and there's no going back. (laughs) Take care of your parents for me. (laughs) Gotta go. (laughs) Yep, Shane leaves. (laughs) And then Bob just collapses in sorrow, and one of the townsfolk that we didn't mention, he does have a name, it's Mr. Weir. I forget what his job is. He was like the Undertaker or something. Maybe I don't remember. I don't know. He d- oh, it doesn't matter. He takes he takes Bob home. They retell the story and they get to the part where like Shane is you know talking to Bob after and Joe's like, wait, Shane is like he survived. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you tell me that right away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he just, like, runs out, like, yeah. oh, where is he? But now Poor that Joe. Shane has moved on. And then Chris comes by. Chris comes by. What does he have? He Does he bring a soda pop he with him? He brings a soda pop. Oh, my god! He, he brings a soda pop with a, him. A cherry. Uh, I wrote a soda pop peace offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he comes to ask for work, and Marion, I feel like Joe is like, Ugh. and yeah. Marion's like, no, this is what Shane would have wanted. Yes, exactly. Wow. And, all right, but then we get the part of the book where I was like, do I need to throw this book across the room? Because Joe is out there looking at his farm, and he's like, yeah, we should move on. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he, because he's so distraught that he doesn't have Shane in his life anymore. Yeah, he's yeah. like, it's it's not worth it now that Shane's not here. Mm-hmm. We should go to Montana or wherever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Marion is like, no way. Well, yeah, well, because like Joe goes over and he's like directly trying to attack like the corral that. <laughs> Shane had made like had expanded for them and yeah Marion is not having it you'd run out on Shane just when he's really here to stay he's not gone he's here in this place in this place he gave us he's all around us and in us and he always will be (laughs) and that's that's really the end I mean Bob's kind of like yeah everything turned out Okay. But he's still sad at the end. I grew up. People always wondered where Shane went or who he was. Or Joe is still sad at the end. Joe was the saddest of them all. (laughs) Okay, so there's really just one scene I want to talk about in the movie. Okay. (laughs) Because I thought the kid that played Bob was so weird looking. (laughs) Yes! He was the ugliest kid. (laughs) Okay. He was so weird. And during, I think... The fight where Chris breaks his arm, mm-hmm. or Shane breaks Chris's arm yeah. at the saloon in the movie, Chris doesn't get his arm broken. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think so either. Because uh, I feel like that would have been too graphic for back then. <laughs> they just beat him up yeah. really badly. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so during that entire fight, 
the camera keeps flipping back to Joey licking a giant like uh, a lollipop thing peppermint stick and it's just him like it'll flash back to him like like (laughs) licking it creepily (laughs) so he splashes like during this intense fight and then like (laughs) fighting (laughs) yeah oh my gosh (laughs) is that just all you want to say Yeah, honestly, it was, like, the weirdest thing. I was like, what is happening in this movie right now? Also, the stump scene was crazy to watch. Hannah, you need to watch this movie. Okay. Like, if you thought there were undertones in the book, the stump scene was, like, poof. Shirts are off. (laughs) Shirts are off. I don't know if he's pulling or if he's humping. It's crazy. I'm so excited. (laughs) I I told Hannah that she's probably going to be disappointed by the movie now because I think Shane in the movie is a lot different than Shane in the book. He is. Shane in the book is a lot more emotional. He is. He's not. The the performance in the movie is very internalized, which I like. Mm -hmm. I like that. I kind of have to just separate them, really. I like how Shane is in the movie because in the movie... Shane is just kind of there and all the events happen around him until they're mm-hmm. like, Shane, we need your help. And he's like, okay, I will go be Shane. But yeah. Shane in the book has this, all these struggles with his emotions. He's more there. He's more present. He's more part of the mm. family. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know which one I like more. I feel like the Shane in the movie definitely didn't look how... I would have pictured. Not at all. I guess, like, <laughs> like I, yeah. I mean, he comes in wearing like a tan leather buckskin. suit. Oh, like buckskin. Yeah, like he's not wearing anything black or like you know suave. Yeah, you know, yeah. like his hair is like quaffed, and that's about it. Yeah, hmm. uh, but the movie cuts so, out the mom. Shane romance. Interesting. Yeah. Or, so that, yeah, it does. I think it does. I think there are like hints of it where it's sort of like Marion sees Shane and she's like, I have never met anyone like this guy before. And that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And Shane sees Marion and he's like, she has this really great life with this really great family. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm attracted mm-hmm. to. So I think that's a I better mean, way of doing it. Although Hannah know. will be disappointed because there's no love between the three of them. Uh, I don't because I liked in the yeah. book because Marion, anytime Joe was like, look how amazing Shane is. You should be with Shane. She was like, no, stupid. Like, I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, which is why all three of them. I love the Joe-Marion relationship in the movie because... They do talk about this at the beginning of the book where Bob is saying, like, Dad and I would do anything for Mom. She's the best. But, yeah, you see Joe just being like, oh, my God, Marion is so great. There's my favorite. Maybe it's my favorite part of the movie. Who knows? It's a great part of the movie where they're go, they're getting ready to go to town. 
And Joe is sitting in the wagon next to Shane, and he's like, oh, Shane, women, am I right? They take forever to get ready. Ah. <laughs> and then Marion yeah. comes out, and she basically looks the exact same way she's looked the whole movie. But Joe turns to Shane mm-hmm. and says, but sometimes the waiting's worth it. Aww. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. I Yeah, and I feel like in the book, Bob even says, like, yeah, like mom and dad like they never they haven't even been talking really or like they haven't talked this much Mm. by themselves in like a long time like or something like that so i don't know yeah like their relationship together is definitely like happier in the movie Mm. she definitely has like a better personality and i feel like she looks prettier in my mind than she does in the book (laughs) (laughs) Probably because her personality is so annoying. You're just annoyed about the apple pie. Yeah. Oh, I'm so annoyed about that scene. It was so passive aggressive and just... It's just like, why would you want to sit at that dinner table? I would be like, um, Joe, I gotta quit. Mm -hmm. He wasn't even hired at the point. I'm just gonna eat in the... I'm gonna eat in the barn. If you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I... I love the movie. I I like the book. They're, they are different, but I do think they're both good. And I do think Shane dies at the end of both. Yeah, I think he Aww. rides off and dies for sure. Because okay, so like you can't you can't survive a stomach wound back then. Yeah, yeah, but no way. I I know it's a lot of people are like you don't see Shane die. Obviously, Shane doesn't die, and I'm like. You're missing the point of the book. Because, okay, so I, w- I was really thinking about this. <laughs> the book has a lot of themes. Mm-hmm. In the book, you can fight against nature, as they do with the stump. And they conquer the they conquer nature. Yeah. You can fight against mm-hmm. other men. You can fight against Fletcher and all his goons. But you can't fight against yourself and who you are. Shane tries to be something that he's not, and he just can't do it. Instead, he has to be Mm -hmm. a gunfighter, and unfortunately, that life leads to death. Mm -hmm. So maybe he doesn't die at the end of this encounter, but he's a dying man. People like him cannot exist in this new world, this world where homesteaders have the right to their land. This is not just big ranchers in charge of everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the movie, since I fell asleep, like, right at the end, does he die in the movie? It's the same ending as the book. He oh, he okay. rides off with his stomach wound. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in thinking that he's dead. Unless he, like, makes it 100 miles to... Oh, you know, that was the marshal. Yeah, unless he makes it to the marshal. <laughs> it's like, help me. <laughs> no. I mean, like... But still, it's probably like a hundred miles or further to like a doctor. Yeah. Nah, he's dead. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Hannah doesn't like that ending. He lived a tough life, Hannah. I, again, I get the ending. It makes sense for the book. I, I don't really think it needs to change, but I would just love a happily ever after with all three of them together. <laughs> And I get that, like, goes against everything, like, the themes of the book. So that's why I'm not too upset about it. But I just... They were meant to be. Yeah, you were... You knew it wasn't going to happen. 
Yeah. Deep down. No, I knew how it, I knew how the book ended. <laughs> Shane. Yeah, exactly. Come back. Just that's what I had in my head the whole time because you and mom are always not always, but I feel like that's just something that I've heard <laughs> over the years whenever you and mom are talking about Shane. So I just had that in my head of um the kid yelling after Shane. So I was like obviously Shane's going to go off somewhere <laughs> and he's not going to stick around. <laughs> So. Oh man. Yeah. All right. I think we're we're gonna pretend we're done talking about Shane, but maybe we'll start talking about it again. But first, we're gonna try and talk about recommendations. Oh gosh. <laughs> so before we end this episode, Christina, do you have any recommendations? <laughs> <laughs> And then we can move on. No, no, it's fine. She's coming up with one. <laughs> She's thinking. Guys, I'm I'm the worst at this. <laughs> it's really okay, Christina. <laughs> the, the Western genre isn't a commonly read genre. It really isn't. Because this was only like... The third Western I've read. Mm-hmm. As I said in our year interview, it's that really... was one of my goals to read Westerns. That I wanted to get into yeah. the written, the literary genre instead of just yeah. watching movies. Yeah. I really like, you know, I I want to find some sci-fi Westerns, maybe, that aren't cowboys versus aliens, you know? <laughs> Okay. That would be cool if they exist. Yeah, watch The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> what is that? It's yes. a TV show that's a sci-fi western. But it's very it's very <laughs> western, but also there's like science fiction going on. Instead of like a western that takes place in space, like other sci-fi westerns. That's the one with my okay. favorite being perforated, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> that's my recommendation for Christina. Okay. So good. So. Uh, nice. All right, that's Christina's recommendation. <laughs> Recommendations for Christina. <laughs> that's, that's what this segment should be called. <laughs> Hannah. Finally, we figured it out. <laughs> Too bad I'm leaving. We're... <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, Hannah. Do you have... A single recommendation. Okay. <laughs> so, I haven't really read any other westerns either. Um, I've watched a bunch, and I read The Sisters Brothers by Patrick DeWitt, specifically thinking that I'd be able to recommend that book simply because it's a western. But honestly, the tone of that book is completely different than Shane. And the movie version is way better, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, so uh, instead of suggesting a book, I have a couple like West Western TV shows to suggest. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Emma is going to suggest my favorite Westerns. So I'm going to go ahead and suggest... Oh, I, don't, I didn't write down TV shows. You haven't written down any TV shows? Yeah, so okay. suggest them all and then I will comment on them. Okay. Um, well then, I'm going to go ahead and suggest a couple that I don't think are as big or well-known. 
As Gunsmoke and Bonanza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As Gunsmoke or Bonanza. Um, and so, yeah. So the first one is Alias Smith & Jones, which is... Oh, it's so cute. Um, it's about these two outlaws <laughs> named Hannibal Hayes and Kid Curry who are trying to reform. So there's this, like, governor who's offered them amnesty, uh, but they need to, like, keep their deal with him a secret. And so it's just all about them traveling around, trying to stay out of trouble, and then, of course, getting into lots of trouble under their aliases of Joshua Smith and Thaddeus Jones. Which is just sweet and adorable. Uh, <laughs> I I haven't watched that show very much. All I ever see of it is them taking baths. They're just always bathing. So many baths. That's all I know about you the want show. Another show with baths. Watch The Virginian. Uh, <laughs> they don't take as that many. That has a few bathtub scenes. They have the infamous bathtub scene that Hannah took a picture of the TV and sent to me where there's like a bathtub on a table. On a table. And then there's just like people <laughs> around the guy in the bathtub on the table. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good. So yeah, the Virginian is another good one. Um, yeah. I love the Virginian a lot. Oh, the Virginian is so good. Um, The other one that I was going to mention... It's been way, it's been a lot longer since I've watched this one, so who knows how it holds up, but it's called Laredo. <laughs> and honestly, the best thing about this show is that in the second season, we get a new main character who is this Dutch cowboy who, get ready for this, who dresses in a paisley jacket and a paisley cowboy hat and i think even like a paisley vest under the jacket so it's just like Whoa. paisley everything and it's like bright color paisley pink wow green blue yes it's amazing yeah I, <laughs> that's a bit much i did not enjoy the first season of laredo i didn't watch it too much because it's like i don't like this but then the second season i was like i'm in <laughs> this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the last uh, TV show that I have to mention is the TV show version of The Magnificent Seven. <laughs> Cutest show you will ever watch. Every single boy is precious and amazing and perfect. They are all amazing, and I love them all so much. If Hannah and I had a shared favorite TV show, it would be The Magnificent Seven TV show, which we've watched together multiple times. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. So <laughs> Available on Amazon, I think. No, it, was. it was taken off before we saw the last episode. <laughs> oh, God. It's on, like, Pluto TV or some terrible streaming service. Oh, damn. That I was, like, that I called the Goodreads of streaming service. Because <laughs> <laughs> the website's so terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> but Gosh, it's free. It. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> That's great, Hannah. I enjoyed those recommendations. All right. We've talked about Shane the movie. I recommend that. There's also a movie. If you were like, hmm, Shane's good, but what if it was an Italian cartoon animated in the style of Rocky and Bullwinkle? Then it would be a movie called West and Soda. Interesting. Which, like, it was an okay movie. I... I was I started watching it and I didn't know what it was about. I just knew it was a cartoon and that it was made by an Italian company, but the version I watched was in English, so there's that. But I was kind of getting bored with it and I was about to turn it off, but then like the Shane character showed up. I was like, "Oh wait, I think the plot's starting." <laughs> uh. 
So, nice. So it's it's kind of cute. Hannah might like it. Nice. <laughs> I recently read True Grit by Charles Portis, which is from the nice. point of view of a young girl mm. avenging the death mm. of her father. So, oh, that's fine. I think that has a very strong first person narration as well. And that it's it's sort of a good counterpoint to Shane being from a young boy, now a young girl. And also, I read... Well, I didn't actually read. Okay. I read... I listened to the complete Western stories of Elmore Leonard. However, okay. the audiobook version does not have the complete Western stories of Elmore Leonard. There was only like 10 of them. I found oh, that no! out today oh. when I was trying... When I was like, let me find the stories that I like the most. And I found the table of contents. And I was like, I did not get all these stories. So, so if you get the audiobook, it's not all the stories. Anyway, Elmore Leonard is a really great Western author. The stories I recommend from the complete Western stories, I might have more to recommend once I actually read the complete stories. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, ones to read are Blood Money, 310 to Yuma, The Boy Who Smiled, Saint with a Six Gun, and Only Good Ones. Those are my recommendations. Nice. nice. Sweet. Maybe I'll have a follow-up one day of, hey, I read these, the rest of the stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Very nice. All right. Um, should we talk about me leaving the show? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to say, do you want like a transition of, so Emma, you mentioned earlier <laughs> that you were leaving? Yeah, I, I'm leaving the show. Like, no hard feelings. Just, you know, I'm... I'm leaving. All the hard feelings. Secretly all the hard feelings. <laughs> so many. Uh, listen in my follow-up podcast when I talk about all the hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> all the hard feelings with Emma. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not anything personal. It's, I didn't want to just leave and then have conspiracy theories of like, oh my god, they fired Emma or whatever. You know what? We right. know we've made it. If our countless fans have conspiracy theories about your leaving. I kind of wish. Exactly. People were just like, whatever happened to Emma? (laughs) She just went missing. Watch it. We'll get all these messages. But Emma was our favorite. We were listening because of Emma. (laughs) Yeah, sure. With our two fans. We loved her controversial views on everything. <laughs> you not have any controversial views. Unless you think Shane dying at the end of Shane is a controversial view. It's not so controversial. It's, fact. it's just what happened. No body, no death. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to quickly say some book-related more recommendations. I have two recommendations of books that everyone should read. However, since, like all books that everyone should read, they're not happy books, and you probably shouldn't read them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Yeah, but this is this is just what my like public service announcement, I guess, of like, here are books you should read to make you a better person. So the first one is Season of Migration to the North by Ty Saleh. And I had to read it for my Arabic literature class. It's really great. It's like the anti-Heart of Darkness. So it's a lot about African colonialism, but from the African 
side of things. So that's good stuff. Should be read. And then the next book, it's not a book. It's a comic book. Fun. But don't go in. It's a comic book with a lot of words. So (laughs) don't go into (laughs) thinking it's a comic book because you'll turn to page two and be like, holy crap, that's just a page of text. Anyone. (laughs) Anyway, everyone should read Palestine by Joe Sacco. Okay. And I, I actually mean that. Like, go read it. It's a comic book. It's not that hard. Comic book or graphic novel? <laughs> okay. Like, what? They're the same. <laughs> they're the same thing. Anna. I've started a controversy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our last controversy together. Is, I guess it's a graphic novel, but I do believe, and I'll cut this out if it's not true. But anyway, author of Persepolis, Marjane Satrapi, mm-hmm. is like... They're comic books, people. Like, get over it. <laughs> Interesting. And she wrote one of the most famous graphic novels of all time, so... Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So that's why I called it a comic book. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, I won't be here, but Hannah and Christina will, and they will be reading a book. Christina, what is that book? Yes, we will be. All right, so next time we are reading The Sparrow by Mary Doria Russell. It's set in 2019 and tells the story of a Jesuit priest and linguist, Emilio Sandoz, who leads a scientific mission entrusted with a profound task to make the first contact with intelligent extraterrestrial life. The mission begins in faith, hope, and beauty, but a series of small misunderstandings brings it to a catastrophic end. Bum, bum, bum. I'm sure it will be great, but I'll never read it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Check out our Instagram at Treat Yourself Podcast or our Twitter account at Treat You Are Shelf Pod. All our contact information can be found in the show notes. Tell us whether or not you think Shane dies at the end, or and whether or not you'll be sad that I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining in on our discussion, and until next time, don't forget to treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs>